What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? It's Monday, November the 1st. We did it. The joint is brought to you by one of my all-time fucking favorites, Liquid IV. Listen, it's the time of the year. We're back in the motherfucking gym. We're trying to get healthy. We're trying to get our bodies tip-top magoo. Flu season is here, so you got to stay dry, hydrated to support your immune system. Adding one stick of Liquid IV to 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Let me explain something to you. When I'm in the gym, I drink a pre-workout, but while I'm at the gym, you're fucking sweating, you're running, you're doing all this stuff, you're lifting, you're pulling. I drink Liquid IV. My favorite flavor is guava. I love it. You put one package with 16 ounces of water. As you're working out, you get thirsty. That's what you, I drink. It's healthier than no sugary sports drink. No artificial flavors or preservatives. And less sugar than an apple. Can a core apple? No. You, can, you can't beat it. It's made with non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, and soy-free. And as far as the company, Liquid IV, tremendous. They're re-supporting frontline workers to stay healthy. Liquid IV has donated to hospitals, food banks, veterans, and active military. 11 million servings donated and counting. Listen to me. This is the future. I don't know what they've done over at Liquid IV. Their immune support is tremendous. So what I'm going to do is this. Just for the uh, joint listeners... Grab your favorite liquid IV. Mine are tangerine and guava. The guava is my all-time favorite. They're all over. They're at Walmart, or you get them delivered like I do. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Again, that's liquidiv.com. That's 25% off. Use code Joey at checkout. That's 25% of anything you order. Get better hydration today by using promo code Joey and go to liquidiv.com. Try the guava. It just knocks the Cuban out of me. You understand me? Tremendous. The joint is also brought to you by DraftKings, one of my all-time favorites. I've fallen in love with DraftKings. From the social network on there to the casino, I love their football blackjack and they have great lines. They make great payouts. This weekend, I got some action for you. It starts tonight. Tonight, you got the New York Giants versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. I don't know what the line is, but I, listen, do what you need to do. There's money right in the paper. Remember, home team underdog on a Monday night, small parlays. DraftKings has it all. Same game parlays. This week, we got UFC 268. Joey, what does that mean? $5 can net you $200 with any DraftKings sportsbook. The Nigerian Nightmare and Chaos square off at Madison Square Garden. Let me explain something to you. Did you hear what I'm saying to you? Usman versus Kobe. You've got, listen, you got a, a hell of a lot of fights on here. You've got... Green versus Alakinta. Oh my God. Justin Gagey against Chandler. Edgar against Marvin Vera. Listen to me. It's money time. Ching, ching. Did you hear that? New customers bet $5 on either fighter. And if you win, you get $200 in free bets. Listen to me, guys. I love DraftKings. I swear to God. I was with a couple different other services before DraftKings. Let me tell you something. They're second to none. They had a thing during the World Series. I was just work. I was just getting twenty five dollars a night. You, I think out of the games, I bet the first to score. You don't have to say if it was Houston or fucking Atlanta. Just first to score. If there's a score in the first inning. It's the World Series. It's gonna be under. The defense was low. I went under a couple nights, even though I went over. But the guaranteed lock was always the score. I think only in game. Uh, Five did that they didn't score four that they're not scoring the first inning. But anyway, who cares? DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code Joey and start tonight with the Giants at Kansas City. Throw down five dollars this weekend on UFC 268 main event, Usman versus Kobe. And, and if you win, $200 in free bets if your fighter wins. That's $5 to win $200. 
That's a fucking deal, all right? That's Code Joey this Saturday at DraftKings. Don't forget, you got NBA basketball. You got hockey. You got college football. College basketball's on the way. You got to be 21-year-old, 21-old, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Tennessee, Denver. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Don't try to be cute, cocksuckers. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportbook for details. Now, if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But if you're straight and you're ready to go, it's the holiday season, cocksuckers. It's time to make some gitas. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app or the Fantasy app, and let's make some motherfucking money. The joint is also brought to you by the best in the business, ZipRecruiter. They're fucking amazing. You can do anything with just one click of the button. You can use the little finger to call your girlfriend, order delivery, and even a therapy session. And now you could do even more with one click, like find the job that you love. Let me tell you something. ZipRecruiter has a lot of jobs on there. I don't know if you're looking for a job or not. I put in a fucking MOOC resume that I want, you know, and they've sent me jobs every day. <laughs> just Amazon alone. When you create a free profile with ZipRecruiter, they send you jobs that match your skills and experience. You can apply to most jobs that ZipRecruiter sends you with just one quick, one click. No more filling out lengthy applications. It's that easy. That's why ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job site in America by G2. I've been talking about ZipRecruiter for years. Now it's your time to act. If you're looking for a great job, ZipRecruiter's got your answer. Sign up for free today with ZipRecruiter.com slash easy, capital E-A-S-Y. That's easy because it's fucking easy. It's reliable and it's great. I wish I could show you my phone. ZipRecruiter sends me emails every 10. Look, I just got two more. New Jersey Com, MJL, Police Athletic League Recruitment. Police Athletic League, I need this job right now. I think this is in Staten Island working with kids and shit. I would love this. Staten Island, yep, the Police Athletic League is the largest. And I need a job. So that's why I'm selling you. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash easy right now to sign up absolutely free put zip recruiter to work for you let's get this party started it's monday november 1st we're starting the month and the week on one day i love you What's happening, you bad motherfuckers? It's a beautiful fucking Monday to be alive. Welcome to the joint. It's November 1st. I am fucking fired the fuck up. It's official. Getting ready for 2022 day. That's what you do, man. That's it. If you're not getting ready for January and February and what the fuck you're going to do, you're slipping. But who gives a fuck? It was a great weekend. I hope you had a great Halloween. Let me tell you something. I was watching TV two nights ago. Just minding my business. You know, at the end of the day, you just put the fucking TV on. And I'm not talking about politics here. I don't want you guys to think I'm political or whatever. There's an election tomorrow. I don't, for some of you people who live in a fucking cave, whatever. You know, Murphy and Jersey and New York's looking for a new fucking mayor, right? They're dying to get this de Blasio out. So they're down to two guys. They're down to this brother, Eric, whatever, an ex-cop. You could tell he's fucking a savage. And he's down to Curtis Silva or Silva. 
Curtis Silworth, a lot of people who don't know, is a president of the fucking Guardian Angels. This guy has been fucking lurking in New York since I was a kid. This guy tried to fuck up my parades all the time because when we used to go to fucking Harlem to cop, the dealers would be, hold on, we got the Guardian Angels already. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? They're a bunch of guys with a whistle. It's not like they could arrest you or fucking, what? who gives a fuck? You know, the Spanish dealers never gave a fuck. But like the white dealers up in Harlem and shit would always give you a hard time. Like, ah, nothing's going on. The Guardian Angels are around. I fucking hate the Guardian Angels in all my life. But let me tell you something about Curtis Silva. That motherfucker's been beat up. Gotti shot him. Like, one of Gotti's people, I think, shot him. They beat him up. Something happened. You got to check it out on Wikipedia. Something happened. But he's running for mayor tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the election. And he's over there campaigning on fucking Saturday. This is what I saw yesterday, right? I was fucking dying. I was watching the NFL. And then the news came on, whatever the, you know, the late game last night. And the news came on. And the next thing you fucking know... They're like, Curtis Silver didn't take the day off. Whatever his name is. Don't quote me on the name. <laughs> Curtis Silver didn't take the day off. He's out campaigning. And you see him inside like a fire department. And he's talking to the fire department. He's telling them, listen, if I'm the mayor, there'll be no mandates. And they're just looking at him like, Curtis, come on, guy. There's like three firemen listening to him. The rest of them are mopping. They don't give a fuck. Like, nobody's paying attention. But the best shot they showed was... He got hit by a car on Saturday. <laughs> Some taxi cab hit and run Curtis Silva. Now listen, let me explain something to you. I'm no fucking genius here, but I take messages from the universe, okay? If I get hit by a cab on a fucking Saturday before the election on Tuesday and the guy doesn't even stop for the next mayor in New York, I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm just saying you're driving down the street, right? You know, and all of a sudden you're like, fuck it, I'm, it's a beautiful day to be alive. The sun goes in your eyes. You bump, you hit somebody, right? You look, it's the guardian angels, the guy that's running for mayor. And you're like, you know, somebody would go, oh, my God, he's running for mayor. Let me pull over. This, whoever hit him was like, fuck this dude. Like, he ain't running. <laughs> this is horrible. They hit him with the fucking car. He went down, went to the hospital. But here he is campaigning. Now, when I was growing up, Curtis Silva, whatever his fucking name is, Sweewa, I don't know. He had like, you know, her uh, guardian angels. There had to be 30 fucking dudes, a couple white dudes, a couple black dudes. They were yoked. You know, they were young. They were walking around like they were fucking, you know, into it. They showed him with that like like Curtis Silva's whatever fucking campaign. And they actually showed this poor bastard. And he's down to like three little skinny crackheads. Like they couldn't protect themselves. Three little skinny dudes, like, you know what I'm saying? And he was holding on to them. He's got the fucking arm, which he got hit by the cab, so he got the arm, it's busted. And he's like, I'm Curtis Siva, and I'm running for you. Don't forget to come out and vote for me in the polls. And let me tell you something. I got to be honest with you. I got the felonies and shit. But right when I finish this podcast, I'm calling my attorney because I'm voting for him. Because he needs every vote he could get. If I'm going to goof on him, he earns my fucking vote. I ain't voting for a governor. I ain't voting for nobody. But I'm voting for this guy. Because if he gets 13 votes, that'll be a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever see somebody, you're like, God damn, that poor bastard. If he gets 12 votes, like his mother's going to vote for him. His grandmother, you know, like an uncle that's in prison. Shit like that. That's who's going to vote for that poor bastard. He ain't got a suit on. His shirt is sloppy. His beret got dirt on it. Come on, Curtis. Give me a fucking break, man. I mean, I don't like to piss on people's legs or fucking cancel somebody's parade, but I got a better chance of running for mayor. I guarantee I would get one more vote than Curtis Silva. I'd get like 15, 16 votes, but I'd be happy. That's my expectation. Let me tell you a little fucking... <laughs> Let me tell you a little Guardian Angel story, right? In 2005, you know, The Longest Yard comes out, right? I, I don't know nothing about nothing. I've never been in a big movie. I'm just a, I'm a cokehead. I'm fucking just a dirty comic and shit. And I'm in this fucking feature and everybody's talking about it. And there's billboards and I'm in the trailer and shit. So the first weekend I picked for The Longest Yard was Jersey City. There used to be a club in Jersey City called Bananas. They're still around. They're in like a... Are they still? I, I, I don't even fucking know. I don't even fucking know if they're still around. I think. It, oh no, 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 no! It was Rascals in Jersey City. Rascals used to be in West Orange and off of Rascals Shore. 
And then this guy bought the Rascals, so he added one in Jersey City and one in some part of Boston that that, that shut down in a week. I think they lit it on fire. <laughs> they don't have comedy on that side of Boston, you know what I'm saying? So this guy opened up a club in Jersey City. I figured out of respect, the closest to North Bergen is fucking Jersey City, so I did the... The weekend, I did one show Friday, one show Saturday. Nobody came to see me, you know, just as people that are going to vote for me in the mayoral election. I had like 30 people, 15 on fucking Friday and 15 on Saturday. No big deal. So I wanted to promote it. So my friend got me, uh, I was never on their radar, you know, at all. I knew Jim Norton from opening for Andrew. So he got me a spot on Opie and Anthony. I was fucking thrilled. Like, Stern wouldn't take me. Nobody would take me, but Opie and Anthony will. So I go to Opie and Anthony. Now, the best thing about going to Opie and Anthony is when you walk out of there, there's a hot dog stand up the fucking corner. I love that shit. By the Avenue of the Americas, there's always a guy. Even when you go there fucking early, like you go there at 7 in the morning, there's a fucking hot dog guy up there. Like, when you go in there at 8 or something like that, you'll hear people, Arab people, talking, oh, blah, 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 blah. that means they're selling gyros and shit already. I swear to God, they're like on a fucking loudspeaker, like talking about gyros, Allah. So I went up there, I went, I went in, and two doors down from fucking Opie and Anthony in that building, it's not Opie and Anthony, it's serious. Two doors, three doors down, I saw Club Soda Kenny, you know, and uh, he goes, there's a great fucking ham and egg place over there. So, you know what? At the time of the longest shot, I'm 400 fucking pounds. Why stop at a hot dog? Let me get four or five hot dogs, and I'll go over and get a fucking, you know, tail of ham and egg on the cheese. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was my fucking breakfast at that time. So I get out of Opie and Anthony, you know, and I walk to the fucking corner, and I grab my two chili dogs at fucking 8.30 in the morning, the fat fuck that I am, right? And I'm eating the two chili dogs, and I swear to God, guys, who comes up to me but a skinny little brother that's a guardian angel, right? I mean, you can't, now, I'm, I don't know if I'm on, that, at that time, Ralphie May was doing Caroline's that weekend. If you look it up, May of 2005, uh, Memorial Day weekend, Ralphie was doing Caroline's. So Ralphie offered me, he got an extra hotel room. He goes, I got an extra hotel room so you could stay with me in the city. I was like, fuck it. So I went into the city to stay with Ralphie and then that morning I got up and I went to do Opie and Anthony. No big deal. I go get my fucking uh, two hot dogs and who jumps on me but a skinny fucking uh, African-American dude, nice brother, you know. A little, he wasn't all there, a guardian angel. He's like, what's happening, man? He goes, where are you going? You're in that movie and shit. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. I saw the movie. It's a fucking hit. You're a killer. I saw you eight years ago, and I always had your back. And, all. and I'm looking at this guy like, I wasn't even around eight years ago. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Eight years ago is 1997. I, I was just doing fucking, uh, you know, feature sets up in Seattle or some shit. And he's like telling me, I saw you in Jersey. You fucking hit it out of the park. And then he was talking about Rogan. So I'm like, oh, this guy got some credibility. He has probably seen me. And he's talking to me. He's like, you, you by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just walking over to get an egg sandwich. He goes, you're going to eat two hot dogs and an egg sandwich? Chubby, you could eat and all this shit. And we're just going back and forth. And he goes, at the end of the thing, he goes, man, you by yourself. You need security. I go, what? And he goes, you need security, man. You're a movie star. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm no fucking movie star. I thought about that Kevin Hart bit where he talks about security. You know, like he needed security. He don't need rock security. He needs security for people who like fucking spit on glass and go, ah, when he's eating at a restaurant and all that shit. That's me. I don't need no fucking, well, I need to, nobody even fucking talks to me. He goes, you need security, man. These are my motherfucking digits. I'm an expert in kung fu, gung fu, fucking dog. This guy had a list that did not fucking stop. He hit me with 20 different karate styles that he knew and shit like that. And then to top it off, he fucking started doing moves on the street, guys. You don't know what embarrassing is when there's a skinny guy doing Bruce Lee moves on the fucking street in front of you and people are looking at you and you're like, oh, this is not happening. 
So I go, listen, I got to go. I got to go, dog. Things are happening. He goes, let me walk you to Port Authority. I'm like, listen, I'm cool. I'm going to take a cab. I was flat fucking broke. Like, I had maybe 20 bucks. I was going to take a bus over, but I didn't give a fuck. I had to get away from this guy because he was just embarrassing me, doing sidekicks. He started stretching to show me how fucking whatever he was. And I said, hey, hey, listen, I got to run. I got to go do this and this. Let me come with you. No, 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 no. Listen, you can't. I'll work security for free. Let me do you a day for free. And if you like me, you pay me. If not, I'm like, listen. It was like those disco mixtapes. You know, these brothers that come up to you and they give you a mixtape. Here you go, man. You're like, what's this? It's my mixtape. You want to donate some money? Not really. I wasn't looking to donate dick today. I'm not looking for any fucking rap albums. Last time, last rap album I bought was Biggie, Ready to Die. And last time I checked, you ain't fucking Biggie. You know what I'm saying? So get the fuck. I mean, they even do that shit to you when they come up to you and put the CD in your hand. So this guy kept fucking going, kept going, kept going, kept going. I'm like, you know what? I got to go, guy. So he gave me his number. He's like, take my digits and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh. And he saw that I had a cell phone. I'm like, God damn it. Because at that time, I had a pager. I was very happy with my pager. When I had a pager, nobody would ask me for my fucking number. They'd see the pager and go, we don't want your number. You're low rent. That's how I want it. I don't want to give out my number. But he saw I had a cell phone. And he goes, let me, let me get your number. Let me. So I gave him my fucking number. That was a mistake, guy. Every day he called me. So I flipped it on him. I did a Joey Diaz. I started torturing the motherfucker. Hey, man, what are you doing? Do you have a bazooka? And he would go, no, why? You need one. I'm doing a show up in Brooklyn, and the fucking the mafia's coming, and I, I, I just would blow smoke up his ass. And I would give him a fucking date. And he'd fucking call me two days later and go, what the fuck happened to you? I waited. I was at the Gramercy Hotel. I was waiting there with three motherfucking killers to do security for you. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. The plane got delayed. So I did that to him like six times before he caught on. And he disappeared from my life. And life went on. But that's, that's my guardian angel stories. This guy tortured me for at least a fucking year. And I finally went, you know what? I got to get rid of this guy in my life. He would call me at 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 6 in the morning. So I started just calling him and going, hey, you know Cleveland? Yeah, there's a club called fucking the Matador. There's no club called the Matador. And he would fucking go, all right, I'm going to get my partners and go there. And then he would call me back. I looked in the yellow pages. There ain't no Matador. I'm like, no, I said metaphor. You know, and he would fucking call me back. Metaphor, I can't find club metaphor. This went on until he finally just, I, I told him to go to Pennsylvania, to Wilkes-Barre. I, I swear to God, I go, meet me at Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Friday night. We're doing the fucking theater there. There's no fucking theater there. I just made up a name. Linda Rowe, a booker, a great lady, used to book a room up there like a barn. And I had the itinerary. And when he called me, I was looking to what give him. I just go, just fucking meet me at this barn. That was where I sent him the last time. He called me. I'm like, I'm here. I'm surrounded by white motherfuckers and shit up here in Pennsylvania. There's Amish. I said, I don't know what to tell you. And he never called me to fuck back. And that was the end of my experience with the guardian fucking angels. So I don't know if you're going to vote Monday. I don't even know why I went into this fucking story. <laughs> it's Monday morning. We got to talk We gotta talk about what the fuck is cracking in the news. The other thing I saw this weekend, which was very fucking impressive. This is the shit I like, guys. I, I don't know about you guys. You know, I really don't care about the UFOs in New Jersey. I mean, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm to a point in my life, and it's not a point in my life. It's a, If I say that to you, I'm wrong. This is the way I've always been. I've always been, I've always been a fan of Rocky stories. In any situation, in any situation at all, I've always been a sucker for that shit. You know, when I was a kid, I was watching TV one day. I was watching college football. I didn't even know what the fuck, college basketball. I didn't even know what I was watching. And I saw a fucking kid, and he was from Jersey City. He was a freshman. He was starting, and he inspired me. You know what I'm saying? When I was uh, a freshman in high school, I went to see a, a kid play basketball, and he fucking uh, scored 68 points, and he broke, you know, uh, my man's record out of Union City, St. Michael's, uh, the, the the announcer of the Celtics, and I was very inspired. You know, like that, I get inspired from a rag to riches story. You know, a lot of people get inspired by fucking, uh, you know, Marvel or, you know, they stand online for Spider-Man. You know. yeah, I, 
I, I've never really, that's my main thing. I like reading books that, you know, like Lee Iacocca's book, uh, the crazy guy from Texas's book, the guy that ran for president. I became a fan of his. I like reading stories of struggle. I love struggle. You know, I, I, I see a beauty in struggle. I really do. I rather, uh, you know, I see the beauty of Miss Pat's story. I see the beauty in my story, you know. Sometimes when I feel down about myself or something's got going on or I can't make a decision about something, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the, the number one, uh, I'm not the best, what's that shit like? I don't think the best of myself, you know, and a lot of people have noticed it over the years. I, I break my my balls. I, I don't think the best of myself, you know, like, and whenever I do get into those funks, I think about success stories, people who have applied themselves, people who have said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do, come hella high water, and guess what? I don't have the winds behind me. See, when somebody goes for something, like I like to talk to you in a comedy sense or in a sports sense, but you, people would take this the wrong way. When when I see it, I appreciate Gabriel Glacier's story more than, let's say, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even know who the another comic. I, I was there with Gabriel. I saw Gabriel start as a 17-year-old kid. You know, a lot of people fucking hit me up sometimes, you know, jerk off people, and they'll go, hey, man, you're retweeting this guy, or you're retweeting that guy, or you're retweeting this guy's date. He's not funny. This guy's not funny. She's not funny. People always got their own opinion of who's not funny or whatever. When I retweet these people, I personally think they're funny or personally I think they're amusing. I don't think they're fucking the funniest person in the world. I don't think they're my fucking, you know, but I know their story. You know what I'm saying? Like I know their fucking story and their story makes me want to stand behind them just because you don't know their fucking story doesn't mean, you know, there's no fucking... I love camaraderie. I love supporting people. But I also love the story. I, I fucking do. My dick gets hard when I found out that, you know, Doug Stanhope was living in his car when he won the San Francisco comedy competition. Did you know that story that the night of the final, somebody broke in his car and stole all his fucking clothes and every possession that he had? And he still went up there and destroyed that fucking room and won first place and beat fucking, I mean, look it up. He beat Dane Cook. He beat, I think, Rob, I don't even know, Vinny Favorito, don't quote, but I know it was Dane Cook and somebody else. That Doug Stanhope. Doug Stanhope could, could fucking run somebody over with a car. He could hamper his career, whatever. He could pull an OJ, and I will still respect somebody like Doug Stanhope because I know the work he put in to his career. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you respect those people. Like, I saw Doug go in a car and fucking put a pole in the back of the car and hang his clothes back there. And he went on the road and he dedicated himself to this. And not once did he come to me and go, you know, I don't have enough Instagram friends. Or He just put his head down and went. Those are the people that inspired me. When I see a guy like Ralphie May, who... Dog, Ralphie was a funny comic, funny as fuck, great guy, worked hard, taught me a different level of work ethic than Joe Rogan taught me. Joe Rogan's got a great work ethic, but Ralphie May had a complete different work ethic, and I took a little from his work. But let me tell you something, bro. Let's get an example here. Tiffany Haddish, Ralphie May. Tiffany Haddish had been busting her ass since 2003, I know for a fact, that's how long I know Tiffany Haddish. And when I say busting her ass, I'm saying busting her ass on a Tuesday night, babysitting to make money for rent, and then running down and doing a spot at the comedy store on a black show. And, you know, she wasn't well-known. People didn't receive her much. 
she was a woman, a female. She would get on late. You know, when I see Tiffany Haddish, I love Tiffany Haddish. I communicate with Tiffany Haddish every two weeks on a text. I'm watching you, girl, because I was there. I saw Tiffany Haddish sharing an apartment. I remember when Tiffany Haddish lived in fucking Ontario to save money, Ontario, California. For you people who don't know, that's an hour and a half to two hours all day long from Hollywood, no matter what time it fucking is. And she would bust her fucking hump. You know, there's a there's a difference between making it and there's a difference between making it when you have no fucking sales behind your back, when there's nobody helping you and there's nobody pushing you. Ralphie May, I was there with him in those meetings. I was there driving him to those meetings when he would come out and with a fucking face and his cheeks were red and you could see he was deeply fucking upset and they would tell him no because he was too fat. Ralphie had a battle and a fucking half. Everybody kept telling him, you're too fat, you're too fat. You know who didn't? Mitzi Shaw. That's who didn't tell him he's too fat. She put him right up there on the stage. And I got to be honest with you, Jamie Masada gave him a ton of fucking love, no matter how big he was. So when you see there's certain comics that they get to L.A. and they got everything pointed at them. They're good looking. You know, a manager signed him right off the bat. Ari came down last week and me and Ari were talking. I'm like, Ari, you know what the best thing about us was? They were all against us. For years, they were all against us. They hated us. And we fucked them up. They had to sniff our dick at the end of the fucking... At the end of it all, they had to suck our fucking dick. Even though they hated us. Why does Rogan bring them on the road? So I always love it when an underdog, an underdog, underdog, underdog who's busted his fucking hump for years and has been told no, 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 no. I love it when they fucking come through. You have no idea. And even if, listen, even if they don't stay with that fucking tower, that position, it doesn't matter. They reach the goal they were intending to reach, and it's over. You guys are talking to me like, Joey, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you getting at? What's this fucking ear beating you're giving us? Why are you putting us through this torture? Listen to me. I was watching. I want. I didn't know what time the UFC game came on. The, the fight the other day. I didn't have time to bet it. I wasn't gonna bet it or nothing like that. I had taken my daughter to kickboxing. I had to take her to this Halloween thing. I had to run some errands, and I come home, and a friend of mine calls me and he invites me to some things Saturday night, and he goes, "I don't know. I invited you because." The UFC is in the daytime. I didn't think he could do it in the nighttime. I go, what do you mean the UFC is in the daytime? He goes, yeah, they're fighting in Abu Dhabi, so the fucking card starts at like 10 in the morning. I go, what the fuck? It was about lunchtime. I didn't know it. Guys, this is how out of the loop I am. So I fucking run to the TV. I, I You know, I'm searching for this fucking uh, ESPN. It was a free fight. Herbie told me. It's a free fight. It's a free fight. It's a free fight. Hurry up. Go watch it. Great fucking card. I wanted to watch those Khabib lookalike cousins. Khabib must have had three fucking cousins on there yesterday. Shaman, Kalinkinoff, the other guy with the beard. They threw beatings on fucking everybody. I don't know. I don't. I forget the country. I'm not trying to be insulting here. It's like a little part of Russia towards the, underneath Russia. I forget. Babanistan, wherever he's from, Abdullah. I, I don't know. But I'll tell you. Those little fucking guys that Khabib is sending over are about to unleash ass whippings on this fucking UFC. That Kamel kid, and listen, I'm not good with the names. The one who big Jinjing, that was fucking tremendous. So I was, you know, I was busy doing a couple things. I really wanted to watch the Dan Hooker fight. It was too late, so I ended up watching Glover against uh, whatever. Now, all week long, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Glover was old. You know, I like Glover. I met Glover years ago. I didn't know he was 42, but I know Glover's been around uh, the globe for, you know, he's been in the game for a long fucking time. I met him years ago. You know, I'm not good friends when we met. Like, hi, how are you? Very nice to meet you. I'm a comedian. You're Glover. You know, yeah. <laughs> what do I say to that guy, you know? Uh, and I always knew he was... Um, Chuck Liddell's training partner. You know, Chuck always spoke about him in interviews and stuff like that. It was Chuck who blew him up and, you know. So, getting to my point, uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Friday night, when I got home from whatever the fuck I had to do, I went on DraftKings 
and I just wanted to see who was fighting, what the what the card was. I I, I had my whole, I had the weeks confused. Frankie Edgar is this motherfucking week with UFC and fucking MSG. That's a great fucking card. But anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm watching. Uh, I go. Let me sit down. Let me look at this card. And I actually went to see what Blankowitz. I think that's his name. Who fought Toshera. I wanted to see what he would pay to win, and it was like 20 fucking bucks. And if I bet Dan Hooker, I would have won a lot of fucking, like, I don't know, if I bet 50 bucks on Dan Hooker, I would have won 125. But if you bet 50 on the kid he fought, I swear to God, it was like take home $63. I'm like, you know, because with baseball and, like, uh, football, you could bet 25 bucks and win, like, you know, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. If you bet, like, a $25 parlay on DraftKings, you get, like, $130. That's a fucking great deal. I don't know if you guys know, a five-time parlay is 35, no, five-time parlay is 17 to lose, 35 to win, and then it's 70 to win, 35 to lose with a 10-time fucking Paul at that. And guys, I, I just know. I've been on DraftKings so long, I forget what the fucking odds things are with the regular book. But, uh, like, if you bet a $25 Paul on DraftKings, you'll get, like, 93 fucking dollars. That's not too fucking shabby. You know what I'm saying? That's not too shabby. But if you bet Blankowitz, whatever his name is, uh, against fucking Glover, it was like 63 bucks. The same with the kid who fought the money line. The same with the kid who fought Dan Hooker. And there was another fight I looked at. It was the same thing. So I go, there's really no money in this fucking fight. So I'm not going to sit here and put myself through hell uh, to, to fucking bet this shit. So I turned on the fucking fight, and I got to tell you, man, I watched Glover Toshera, and I said, let me let me watch this. This is an interesting fucking fight here. And I felt kind of shitty for even, uh, you know, like, pussing on, on Blankowitz, whatever his fucking name is, to win. I just wanted to see, what, you know, I don't know if he was an underdog. I, I, look, when you, give, when you bet football, you're giving six and a half, three and a half, two and a half. You know, when you're betting those... Uh, UFCs, it's more money line. That's not my, I don't know much about money line. Joe Rogan knows a lot more about the money line. He could break it down for you. I cannot understand the fucking money line. So forget about the money line. Who gives a fuck about the money line? I'm watching this fucking fight, and next thing you know, Glover Toshera takes the guy's back, and he wins. He taps him out with a rear naked choke. I got to be honest with you. My insides broke. My eyes swole a little bit. I was not expecting that. I, I didn't know what to expect from Glover. You know, from the minute I turned it on, Glover was having his fucking way with him. So I didn't really fucking know what to think of the fight. But when Glover tapped him out and he got up and I looked in his face, I got to be honest with you guys. I felt for the fucking guy. I was happy. I turned the TV off, and it made me want to get in the car and take a fucking ride. And I was thinking about it. You know, these are the things I like. I love fucking Rocky stories. You know, I love Rocky, man. That's my fucking movie. If Rocky's on, I'm watching it. I know that right now Rocky re-released Rocky Four, the one with Drago. I think they, that's what he's calling it, Drago or whatever. And I, you can't even get tickets for it. They were showing it in Philly the other night. Fucking sold out, like fucking eight screenings of Drago. And they want like 20 bucks. I mean, they're not fucking around. So I was like, damn, people love Rocky. Sure they do. We're fucking Americans, man. We love that story. We love, li listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's times I feel shitty about myself. Like I'm not doing anything with my life. You know, the felonies, I lost a daughter. I think about a lot of crazy shit at times. And I got to tell you something. Then I think about my life and I go, you know what? I did everything I wanted to fucking do. I really did. I had my daughter. I have a wife. You know, we're happy. I mean, I don't fucking jump up and down on top of her. She doesn't have to beat me to fuck up. We giggle. We we laugh. We go to stupid fucking things. As far as comedy is concerned, listen, guys. I fucking did. When I, I wish they wouldn't have towed my car. Remember the apartment they towed on me? Like I had this fucking car. I parked it outside my fucking girlfriend's house, and they towed it. I owed like 800 and fucking tickets. I didn't have the registration. It wasn't my registration. A girl had to pay for it. 
I still feel awful about it. I should look her up and try to give her a couple fucking yardsticks. But they took my notebooks. I would pay, I don't know, a thousand bucks for one of those notebooks today. Because there was one notebook that was what I was thinking. You know, my car got towed in 98. So that car had my thoughts from the very early beginning of what I was thinking in L.A., you know. I never wanted to be a fucking star. I never wanted to be, like, on HBO. I swear to God, like, I didn't expect any of this shit. There was no Netflix when I started. None of that shit was around. I just wanted to prove my point. I just wanted to prove my point. What was my point? That I could do this. And who was I proving it to? Let me explain something to you. I was proving it to a couple fucking shitheads. You know, like when I first started comedy, not many in Boulder. I could say there was a lot. There weren't many. Just people who made fucking little remarks. But the people I really wanted to fucking prove my point to was all the scumbags in L.A., all the fucking know-it-alls. Guys, if you ever get into comedy or acting or writing or anything to do in the entertainment business and you end up dealing with agents and people who have control over your decisions... Don't let them get you down with their little... Listen, all those people never got to reach their fucking goals. Think about it. They never got to... They're in A&R and they're 24. Show me what band they fucking created. What Led Zeppelin band did they fucking put together? And they're going to come and tell you what you should do and what you should wear. And then you get down on yourself from what some fucking 28-year-old that never did what you're even trying to accomplish. He probably had a rich mom and dad who sent him to fucking college. They went up to Syracuse and got a degree and whatever. Now he's walking around with this fucking attitude with his little fake fucking hairdo and the one earring and one ear to seem really cool so you're fucking impressed. And he maybe gets a Guns N' Roses tattoo, which blows you the fucking way apart. But that guy has got control over your life only if you let him. Only if you let him. That's when you start proving your motherfucking point. And I don't want you to go back and knock on his door and say, fuck you, bitch, I told you I knew it. No, 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 no. A wink is as good as a nod to a blind fucking horse. A wink is as good as a nod. You know how, You know the great time I had the last fucking seven years in L.A.? Because I had to go work for people who told me I sucked. I had to work for people who told me I was too old. I had to work for people who told me I was too dirty. You're too dirty. Oh my God! When I, when I, you know, look at this audience. Look at this fucking audience. Are they offend, offended? <laughs> are they really offended? You know, they're doing this thing on the World Series. I know a lot of you guys are watching it. When you watch Atlanta, they're like, oh, you know, they do that. And, you know, fucking everybody's like all the liberal sports writers every day. Atlanta's got to really get woke and all this shit. Fuck you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> My wife is Indian. And the other night it was on, and we were talking about it. I, I go, mercy, look at those people. In fact, me and my daughter will sit there at night and go, uh, with the tomahawks, which you're, which you're in for the fucking braves. We do it. Me and her do it. And my wife just looks at us like, what the fuck? My wife is a Cherokee Indian. You know, she's got friends that are fucking Indians. Her mother's a fucking Indian, and she's got friends that are fucking Indians. Just for a goof last week, I go, honey, let me ask you. You know, I, I told my daughter that you can't fucking do that shit. It's offensive, you know. But we could do it in the fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just do it in the fucking house while watching the game for some fun. And I asked my wife, I go, do you get offended by that? She goes, no. I think it's funny. I go, do you, like, when you go home, does your mother say anything to you or your aunts? When you go to your fucking little Indian shingdings in Tennessee, do you guys sit there and talk about the fucking Braves and she goes no no it's the fucking what is it, the home of the free and the land of the brave mm -hmm. right they're the Braves All right, I, I, that has no Joey what the fuck's I got to do with the Indians <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that think about it you know <clears throat> they're telling you that it's offensive like every time I heard for, for like a week I'm not gonna lie to you for like a week maybe I don't know a month ago, whenever I saw the Braves, I'm like, man, there's an Indian at home. No, they're not. You think Indians at home drinking fucking gin, 
going, what are the Braves going to stop this shit? You know what I'm saying? I can't get my life together while the Braves fans don't stop doing this shit. So, anyway, to they get back. In the, in the, oh, yeah, they do it every night in Atlanta. <laughs> They do it every fucking night in Atlanta. They just go fucking off. I mean, they just and they're winning. You know, they won. I don't, I don't fucking know. I, <laughs> it works, but you know, it was interesting to ask my wife. Like, can I? Talk? You know, we talked. Like, I talked to to her without my daughter, and then I spoke to her with my daughter in the room. But we got more into it. I think it was like a breakfast one day. We were into it, and I go, "Did they ever like when you go to the Indian things in college? Now, now." Now, nobody's ever said, you know what? We got to write a letter to the Atlanta people. They got to stop. That's just some fucking imaginary person who throws that out there like fucking, you know, it's like uh, defund the police. And it sticks. Somebody actually fucking, the word fucking sticks. But anyway, going back to what the fuck I was talking about here. Proving your point is huge. And when I saw Glover yesterday, Glover's had, he's 15 and 5 in the fucking UFC. That's 20 fights. He's like 31 and 17 overall. I, you know, that's like 50 fucking fights. I've never gotten into 50 fucking arguments. None mind 50 fucking fights. You know, the, that's... He's 42 fucking years old, and he finally got the gold. That is just... It, it gives me hope in this shitty fucking world. In this world right now with all the fucking mandates and, you know, uh, 11 to 12 and you got to be a kid to take this and if you take $600 out of the bank, they're going to charge you with taxes and, you know, with all this shit going on in the world, with all this bullshit, because it's all bullshit, you know, with fucking people shooting people on sets with fucking stewardesses getting fucking their faces punched in. Did you see that shit? You know, with all the stupid shit that's going on in the world right now, to make to see someone being able to prove their fucking point just makes my fucking dick hard. I swear to God, I was so happy last night. I went over to the pickled herring, my favorite Jewish deli, and I got a fucking sprinkled cookie. I swear to God, I didn't give a fuck about Weight Watchers. I didn't give a fuck about my points. I didn't give a fuck about anybody. I did go to the pickled herring. The pickled herring is a fucking Jewish deli in fucking Marlboro, New Jersey. It replaced another Jewish deli that was there. Let me tell you something. I was there Friday night for dinner with Jimmy Florentine. I'm in that fucking joint. I, that's the first time I sat down for dinner. My wife and my daughter went to, we went to a uh, a uh, softball all-star fucking thing. But before that, I had some time and I had to do something. With, oh, we went to the kids parade. That's what it was. Me and Jimmy went over to the fucking kids parade for Halloween. Tremendous. We saw a bunch. I think there was nobody there. I don't think anybody works in this fucking area. They were, oh, they were all there to see their fucking kids. When I got there, guys, I thought there was going to be like maybe 10 parents. Everybody fucking works. No shit. There was not even parking spots. So me and fucking, we didn't have the softball dinner till 7. So me and Jimmy ran over to the pickled herring. Oh, my God. I got myself a nice pastrami with a coleslaw. He went in with a fucking turkey and roast beef with French dressing on rye. It was like eight inches fucking big. Jesus Christ. I love that fucking place. I love Jewish delis in this area. There's the Jewish bagel place. I don't know what they are. They're the pale Jews. They don't fuck around. They don't even serve meat in that motherfucker. You're not getting a slice of cheese in there or nothing. It's either white meat or fucking tuna or egg salad. Plain and simple. They're on the fucking nine. But in Marlboro, if you're ever in the Marlboro area, stop at the pickled motherfucking herring. Get an egg salad. I've taken Rich Voss there. His fucking yarmulke was spinning for an hour, Jack. Let me tell you something, Diego. I'm bringing Lee. When Lee comes down to visit me, you don't think I'm taking him to the pickled herring? You're out of your fucking mind. I take fucking everybody there. They got a square knish. They got a circle knish, and they got a square knish. Are you fucking kidding me or what? They got fucking egg salad on a Kaiser roll with seeds. Hmm. They got fucking pastrami. That's second to none. They got a great corned beef. And let me tell you something. What I love, my favorite thing about that place is 
They got every flavor wise potato chip ever fucking invented. Sour cream and onion, onion and garlic, garlic by itself. I saw something in there the other day I never even fucking seen. They got these little fucking cookies. They got the Chinese cookie with the black dot in the middle. You know what I'm talking about. Ooh, with that black dot of fudge with that little fucking, I don't know, I want to say ginger, but it's not fucking ginger. I, I get those. They have the sprinkled ones, and then they have the chocolate sprinkled ones. Come on. Jewish people, rise up, motherfucker. I got your fucking deli. You know Uncle Joey's looking out for my fucking Jewish brothers and sisters. The pickled herring. I I told when Ari came, Ari comes down here to get Chinese because I got a great little Chinese joint, and they got fucking General Tao's chicken that'll make your head fucking blow up. It's fucking delicious. But the next time Ari comes, I'm taking him over to the fucking pickled herring. He's going to lose his fucking mind. But I'm in there two, three days a fucking week. There's a waitress there that confuses me. She's beautiful. She's a sweetheart. She's blonde. She's, I don't know if she's Jewish. She's got tattoos. And every time I go in there, I'm like, man, I don't know. Jewish people must be looking at her like, what the fuck? You know, you're not going to be able to get buried in a Jewish fucking cemetery. But every time I see her, she's great. She tells me her son listens to the podcast. So I want to give him a fucking shout out. I don't know what your name is, kid, but I love you. You got a cool mom over at the deli. But back to what I was talking about before we wrap it up in this motherfucker. On a Monday morning, November the 1st, I am fired the fuck up. You're asking me, Joey, why are you fired up? Because, dog, we got a new set of goals going up today. I love all this shit. I really do. I love it when it, I love the beginning of the month. And for it to fall on a fucking Monday, ooh, my dick is really fucking hard. This is when I go to fucking work, guys. Obviously, you could tell I'm doing a lot better. Thank you for hanging in there with me. A lot of people took off regardless of the last eight years we've spent together. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, this is what happened. We did a podcast for fucking nine years. Me and Felicia did one for one. Me and Lee did one for eight. I decided it was time for a fucking change in mood. Moved, and after all the sweat, after all the drugs I did, after, people. after <laughs> all the drugs I did for you people, you people, what are you talking about? The Italian? No, you people. No, this ain't fucking, this ain't, this ain't that movie, whatever the fuck, the Irishman, you people. You know what you said, you people. We got to take care of you people. I did all those drugs for you people. I did fucking ketamine for you motherfuckers. I did acid with Ari. I had to smell his Jew feet all fucking night. And at least I had flies. I come here. I get a little down on myself. I have a fucking mishap, and you people say I'm not funny no more, and you fly the coop, and you leave me, cocksuckers. I'm happy you fucking left. Go fuck yourselves. You didn't give anybody a chance. You got to take the lows. Listen, bro, you know what a real fucking person who loves a band is? You got to take the highs and the lows with that band. You know, it, it's not like I sat here and was trying to be something I, I couldn't be or didn't want to be. I couldn't do it. I was all fucked up. My head was all fucked up. I had PTSD. I was withdrawn. I had fucking 20 things going on, plus the shock of moving. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even fucking talk, guys. I couldn't even improvise. It was it was horrible. I lost my timing. I lost it all. But you know what? I, I could have just quit and went under a fucking couch and said, fuck it. I said, nah, I'm going to keep fucking pushing. I did what I had to do, and we're fucking here. You know what I'm saying? Again. I had a point to fucking prove. I had something to fucking prove. I had to prove it to myself that I could still do this dumb shit and come on here and giggle with you motherfuckers once a week without smoking pot or eating 20 million fucking edibles. Can you guys believe that I'm down to seven joints a week? I used to smoke seven joints in three fucking hours. I'm down to seven joints a fucking week. That... It just blows me, my, my fucking, it just blows me the fuck away. You know, and I haven't changed. I'm still the greasy cocksucker that I always was. You know, I just tape it down a little bit. I'm a little older. We got a house now. We got a studio. But I'm going to talk to Mike today. We're going to be, uh, we're going to start expanding a little bit and doing some fucking things differently. I see some changes coming maybe in January. I will keep you motherfuckers posted on it. Uh... And that's it, man. I was just really happy about what happened Saturday with the UFC because the one thing that we always strive for is, yes, success and, 
you know, security for our families and whatnot. But you also want to leave this fucking planet proving a point. You know, I talked to my, the guy who took me in when my mother died. He lost his wife three years ago, Mike Runny. I was talking to him on the phone Saturday. I had to do some errands, and he called to ask me a question about something. And we were talking, about, he was telling me about his kids, his daughter, uh, Alexa, and his daughter, Lindsay. My niece that had cancer, she had went away, and she's healed now. And she's traveled ever since she's gotten the cancer and beat it. Her and her sister Lindsay and their husbands and boyfriends, they set a goal every 90 days, and they do something. They travel, they they go to a certain restaurant, they they go to a beach, you know, and, and she said that after she got cancer, they had to do that because they all had to talk, you know, like Mike after the wife died and all this shit, and they were saying that she didn't, that there was things that, he wanted to do that. He never did. Like I told him, I go, you know, Mike, we chose cocaine. We didn't travel. We didn't do any of that shit. We didn't go to Europe. We didn't do anything. We fucked up. We chose cocaine, reefer. We chose, you know. And I, I feel bad about it, but I don't. It's the decision I made when I was a kid, and I'm stuck with it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're young, pick something to do every 90 days. Every 90 days, you want something out of this. I, I never even got this. I never did half those things, taking little trips. You know, I travel because of comedy. I didn't travel because I wanted to fucking travel over there. I'm happy I went to places like Columbus. I was watching the Columbus-Ohio State game the other night, and I looked at that fucking stadium in Ohio State with the red. And, you know, guys, that's the shit that I love. You know, I didn't go to college. I didn't play fucking college sports, but... If a regret, that's a regret. Not going to college, not being a part. You know, who gives a fuck? You paint your face, you take your shirt off, you put some fucking cologne on your nipples, and you go to a game and act like a fucking jerk off with a bunch of other people. Who gives a fuck? But I always, I was, I always had a stick in my ass. Like I was always like not too good to go down to a stadium and take your shirt off and jump up and down and cheer for a team. Like I always thought it was fucking stupid. No, I don't. No, I don't. If I would have done that, I would have never been involved in cocaine for 30 fucking years. You know, that's the shit I would have been doing. So even at 58 now, I'm starting to look at my life and going, yeah, I accomplished a lot of things. I went to Hollywood with what they taught me in North Bergen, and guess what? They had to suck my dick. They sucked my fucking dick in Hollywood. I did movies. I did TV. I did soap operas. I did voiceovers. I fucking accomplished my goals. I proved my fucking point. And guess what? I didn't have to prove it to the Joneses. I didn't have to prove it to all those dumb fucking bookers that would tell me, no, I was too fat. I was too old. I was too dirty. Guess who I proved it to? I proved my point to me. That's the most important person you have to prove your point to. So I don't care what you take out of this podcast. The name of this podcast today is Proving a Point. That's what you're going to do with your life. Prove a fucking point. Guess who did that with their life? Your uncle motherfucking Joey. But I didn't have to prove it to those people in North Bergen or those people in fucking Hollywood or to my ex-wife with her fucking bullshit and all these other people pointed their fucking fingers when I was fucked up and I went to prison. I had a great fucking time. I was thinking about Halloween in prison the other night. We had a fucking good time. But listen, I just want to tell you something. If you take anything from today's podcast, it's about proving your motherfucking point. You did it. Who gives a fuck? You're not doing it to impress nobody. I'm not looking to impress nobody. I don't give a fuck if I ever do fucking stand-up comedy again. I don't give a fuck if I ever do another movie again. I don't give a fuck if I do a TV show again. I did it. I toppled it off with a guy in a movie that I wanted to work for for years. I hit it to 30 fucking years. I did other movies that I never dream. I never dreamed of doing these things. You think when I started comedy, I'm like, one day I'm going to be in a fucking theater. I'm going to show them. No. No. I just kept working, and I just kept fucking going. You know what? Let's try this goal. Let's see if we could sell out one night at a club. You guys remember, this all started with the Brea Improv doing one night a month. 
one night a month for about three years. I started with eight people coming to the shows. Then I went up to 12. Then I went up to 15. Then I went up to 31. Then I started figuring out how to how to fucking lie to people and shit. Come on down. Lindsay Lohan will be there. They're bringing blows. She's giving out blowjobs. People would actually come to Bray going, where's Lindsay Lohan? It was fucking tremendous, guys. Did she bring blow? It was fucking crazy. And then fucking he cut my deal because it was $400 guarantee. Then they said, cut it. You're going to have to do 100% of the door. You know what that means, guys? That you started fucking zero. So when I tell Mike that I'm going to pay him 100 when I tell Lee I'm going to pay him 100 to come down and do the show, I'm not going to know till I get there. I'm going to have to hit the ATM and I lose money out of my own pocket. That's how I learned how to fucking promote. And then I hooked up with my agent and he started booking me on the road. And I started selling out one night. One show. Let's sell out one show. Then two shows. Then three shows. Oh, shit. We sold out Friday late. Because Friday late, nobody wants to see you Friday late. They're tired. They're drunk. And they want to get their dick sucked. They got to go to work Saturday morning. Guess what? You start selling out Friday late. Now you move up to fucking theaters. And so on and so forth. I proved my fucking point. Yeah, I went to prison. Yeah, I did a lot of shitty things as a kid, but I turned my life around. I looked in the mirror one day and I go, you know what? I don't care about this. I don't care about that. I don't care about status. I don't care about a Porsche. I just want to prove my motherfucking point. I drive a Subaru, by the way. Anyway, I love you motherfuckers with all my heart. Thank you very much for watching the joint we did it all the way to fucking november 1st and just remember this month when you start journaling and stuff it's a whole new set of goals and remember start that page where you're gonna fucking prove your fucking point whether you have a band whether you're an artist whether you're a roller skater whether you're a comedian or just want to suck coxie you want to break the record in the fucking uh whatever i love you motherfuckers have a great week Stay black, and I'll be I'll be back Wednesday morning, tip top Magoo, with another episode of the joint. I love you, motherfuckers. Now there's here for a word from my motherfucking sponsors, Jack. All right, you bad motherfuckers. Thank you very much for supporting the joint today. Listen, the joint is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. You can do almost anything with just a click of the button. Listen to me. It all starts with ZipRecruiter.com slash easy. Whether you're looking to hire or you're looking for a job, ZipRecruiter's got you covered. When you create a free profile with ZipRecruiter, they send you jobs that match your skills and experience. When you're looking for help with ZipRecruiter, just go out. They send you all the applicants you need, the great applicants after they scan everything. You can apply to most jobs that ZipRecruiter sends you with just one click. No more filling applications, it's that easy. It's amazing that you could do anything with just one click on ZipRecruiter. And now you could do more. You could find a job that you love. Like I said, create a pre profile with ZipRecruiter and they'll say, send you jobs that match your skills and experience. So let ZipRecruiter make your job search easier. Sign up for free today. Joey, what do you mean free? Free. It's Monday. I show up for free shit on Monday. ZipRecruiter.com slash capital E-A-S-Y. It's easy because it's easy. ZipRecruiter's got a ton of jobs on there. If you're seriously looking for a job, ZipRecruiter's going to help you. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash easy right now to sign up absolutely free and put ZipRecruiter to work for you. The joint is also brought to you by Liquid IV. I'm drinking some right now as we speak. The guava is tremendous. Let me tell you something. I got turned on to Liquid IV and I reached out to them. That's how good this product is. That's what I've been doing lately. When I like something, I feel it's great. You know, what else? Anything to get you healthy. Flu season is here. You got to stay hydrated to support your immune system. Adding one stick of liquid IV to 16 ounces of water, forget about it. You hydrate faster and more efficiently than water alone. I love liquid IV. I drink it at the gym while I'm working out to keep me hydrated. That was what they've been talking about since day one of this pandemic was to stay hydrated. My favorite flavors are the tangerine. I go back and forth and the guava. Okay, let me explain something to you. I feel great. I'm sleeping better. I'm healthier. 
no more sugary sports drink, no more artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. You can't beat it. It's all made with clean ingredients. It's not GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, and soy-free. And they're a great company. I love immune support, and I'll tell you why. They support and frontline workers to stay healthy. Liquid IV has donated to hospitals, food banks, veterans, and active military. 11 million servings have been donated and counting. And just for the listeners to the joint, grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you get them delivered like I do. Get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use code Joey at checkout. Again, 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use code Joey at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you promo code Joey at liquidiv.com. Try the mango. I'm not the mango. Try the guava. You're going to love it. The tangerine is tremendous. The joint is also brought to you by DraftKings. This is the week, cocksuckers. This Saturday, live from New York, you got Usman versus Covington, round two. It's going to be fucking the nightmare against KR squaring off in the octagon. I got something for you, motherfuckers. During UFC 268, $5 can net you $200 with DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, bet $5, you win, you get 200 and free picks with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers bet $5 on either fighter and you win 200 in free bets. Oh, UFC's not for you? How about some fucking blackjack? You can play football blackjack. You have to have live dealer. They have poker, baka rock. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Plus, they have the best payouts in the motherfucking business. Best of all, you can withdraw your cash whenever the fuck you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, right now. Right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code Joey. If gambling ain't you or they don't have it in your, spe- in your state, download the DraftKings Fantasy app. They're giving away millions of dollars in fucking prizes. They enter pools for fucking free to win like $5,000. And you use code Joey with that one too. But this Saturday, it's code Joey this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook with of the official sports betting partner of the UFC, motherfucking DraftKings. You gotta be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit with a dollar wager required. And again, don't be cute. One per customer. Don't be using fucking aliases. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. You got a gambling problem, take a breather. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, work the steps. But if you're ready to fucking party, DraftKings is ready too. Let's download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and let's win some motherfucking Gitas. Tip top, Magoo. I want to thank Liquid IV. I want to thank ZipRecruiter. And I want to thank the official betting partner of the UFC, DraftKings. I love you motherfuckers. Stay black. Have a great day. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Tip top motherfucking Magoo. Stay black.